Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is chicken pox. Chicken pox used to be a common childhood illness. With the invention of the vaccine for it, the frequency of cases has diminished significantly. However, it's still out there and poses a risk to some individuals. Do you fall into that category? Why is it so important to prevent chicken pox? What can happen if you don't? Chickenpox is an infection that is caused by a virus, varicella zoster. It's generally a mild disease, but it is highly contagious. It's spread through coming into contact with the rash or when an infected person coughs or sneezes and someone else inhales these droplets. Symptoms usually begin 10 to 21 days after exposure and last about 5 to 10 days. The most common symptom is an itchy, blister, rash. It has three phases. The first is raised, pink, reddish bumps, which appear over several days. The second is the formation of small, fluid-filled blisters that form in roughly one day. These blisters break open and leak. The third phase is when the blisters crust and scab over. Once this happens, it takes several days for them to heal. Since new bumps will keep appearing for several days, the person will be experiencing all three stages at once. You can spread the virus to others starting 48 hours before the rash appears and continue spreading it until all of the blisters have crusted over. Other symptoms include fever, loss of appetite, headache, and tiredness. Some individuals can have chickenpox more than once, but this is rare. Sometimes chickenpox can be severe, with the rash covering the person's entire body, including in the throat, eyes, and mucous membranes of the urethra anus, and vagina. Other times, it can cause complications like dehydration, pneumonia, encephalitis, which is inflammation of the brain, toxic shock syndrome, rye syndrome, which can occur if children under the age of 16 take aspirin, bacterial infections of the skin and soft tissues, bones, joints, and bloodstream, and even death. Some individuals are at a higher risk for developing complications. Those that fall into this group are newborns or infants whose mothers never had chickenpox or the vaccine, pregnant women who haven't had chickenpox, smokers, those with weakened immune systems, and those who use steroid medications long-term. If a woman has a chickenpox infection early in her pregnancy, the baby is at risk for being born with a low birth weight and limb abnormalities. If a pregnant woman is infected in the week or a few days before delivery, the baby has a high chance of developing a serious, life-threatening infection. If you've had chickenpox, you're at risk for developing a complication later in life called shingles after you've recovered from a chickenpox infection. The varicella zoster virus remains in your nerve cells until something reactivates it. When this happens, it reappears on your skin in a painful cluster of blisters. This is more likely to occur in older adults and those with weakened immune systems. The blisters don't usually last long, but the pain that's associated with them often does. 
This is known as post-herpatic neuralgia, and for some, it's very intense. The goal of chickenpox treatment is to provide relief of the symptoms since it typically doesn't require medical intervention. It's key to avoid scratching because this can result in scarring, slow the healing time, and increase the likelihood of a secondary skin infection. Obviously, for children, it can be incredibly hard to get them not to scratch. There are things that you can do to help them, like putting gloves on their hands, especially at night, trimming their fingernails, and finding ways to help relieve the itching. One method to do this is to have them take a cool bath that has baking soda, aluminum acetate, uncooked oatmeal, or colloidal oatmeal, which is a finely ground oatmeal that is designed to be used for soaking, added to it. You can also apply calamine lotion to the spots. If your child has lesions in their mouth, offer them foods that are bland and soft. Some over-the-counter antihistamines, such as diphenhydramine, are helpful at controlling the itching. If your child has a fever, use acetaminophen to reduce it. Don't use aspirin, since this increases the risk of developing Rye syndrome, which is a potentially life-threatening condition. Also, consult with your child's doctor before giving ibuprofen or any other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, or NSAIDs. For individuals with chickenpox, they're thought to lead to skin infections or tissue damage. If your child's fever doesn't go away after four days, or at any point, is higher than 102 degrees Fahrenheit, you should call their doctor. For individuals who are at high risk of developing complications, doctors might prescribe antiviral medications like acyclovir or immune globulin intravenous to decrease the severity of the infection. In order to be effective, the medicines must be given within 24 hours of the rash's appearance. Other antiviral drugs, valcyclovir or famcyclovir, could also lessen the severity, but they're not appropriate for everyone to take. Another thing your doctor may recommend is receiving the chickenpox vaccine after you've been exposed because this can help prevent or lessen the severity of the disease. If you do have complications, your doctor will decide the best course of action to help you recover. Often it involves being hospitalized in order to receive the appropriate treatment. The best way to prevent chickenpox is to receive the vaccine. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, the vaccine is able to completely prevent cases in 98% of the people who receive it. For those it doesn't protect completely, they become infected, but the symptoms are less severe and don't last as long as someone who hasn't had the vaccine. Typically, the vaccine is given in two doses, with the first being between 12 to 15 months and the second between 4 to 6 years. Often, it's given with the MMR, or measles, mumps, rubella, vaccine. If you haven't been vaccinated or exposed to the virus, you should receive two catch-up doses. This is especially important for women of childbearing age. The time frame between the two doses depends on your age. You should not receive the vaccine if you're pregnant, have a weak immune system, or are allergic to gelatin or neomycin, which is a type of antibiotic. If you're planning on becoming pregnant, be sure to talk to your doctor about making sure you're up to date on all of your vaccinations. For individuals at risk of developing shingles, there are two vaccines available to reduce the chances of it occurring. Zostavax is for those over the age of 60. Shingrix can be taken by anyone over the age of 50 and anyone who has already received Zostavax. For these reasons, it's the preferred vaccine. 
Even though most cases aren't severe, chickenpox can be a miserable thing to experience. The good news is that with the vaccine, you and your children don't have to. If you have any questions or concerns about chickenpox, please speak with your child's doctor. If you would like more information, please visit kidshealth.org's chickenpox page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.